This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching on my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Welcome to another edition of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show here at jerryratcliffe.com. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, all the normal podcast platforms and YouTube. I uh, appreciate the growing audience that we're getting. And I um, want to thank, before we get started, want to thank our sponsors, uh, the Good Feet Store over at Stonefield, also the Aberdeen Barn, and uh, Roback, uh, one of, the, of America's fastest growing activewear companies based right here in Charlottesville. So uh, go by and see them, uh, all those good folks, and tell them Hootie sent you. Um, this this pro this podcast might be a little premature because uh, it's about next Tuesday's Virginia game at Memphis. Uh, Virginia obviously has a game on Saturday against Northeastern, and Memphis has a game Saturday against undefeated Clemson. Big game, so it's a big week for uh, Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers, who uh, are seven and two, taking on number thirteen Clemson. Uh, Saturday, like I said, and then uh, Virginia on Tuesday. And we're going to bring in someone uh, who I have great respect for. I, I met him when he was uh, a budding journalist with the Washington Post. I knew he was going to be uh, a, a big-time guy and um, certainly has gone on to become that. And I uh, have uh, great admiration for his work and his work ethic and uh, just being an overall good guy. And uh, let's bring him in now. Mark Giannato, uh, sports columnist and editor of the Memphis Commercial Appeal. He knows the the uh, Tigers pretty well. Well, Welcome, Mark. Good to see you. Hootie, thanks so much for the introduction. You're, you're too kind. It's uh, You're always a great guy, too. When I was on, it feels like ages ago I was on the UVA beat, but it was only like, uh, I think it was like eight, nine years ago. I was, my last year was kind of like the first year Tony really got things going. Uh, they, yeah. they got the one seed, uh, lost to Michigan State in the Sweet 16. But I was I was really excited when I saw Memphis and Virginia were playing, uh, given my history. But I, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's good to good to good to see and hear hear from you again and talk some Virginia hoops. And I can hopefully add some expertise on Memphis for the fans listening. I believe you can and. Uh... I know you said you won't be at the game, but you're going to be assigned to a, a game in New Orleans. Uh, I guess. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that that day in Memphis for people's context in Virginia. Like, I actually think this two week period is about as busy as it's been in Memphis sports since I've been here. I've been here like seven years at this point, almost. Um, but that night, Memphis is hosting UVA and it, 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 at home in basketball. John Morant is going to return from his suspension in New Orleans. That's where I'll be down in New Orleans for that. And then earlier that day, there's going to be a big piece of legislation likely passed leading to major renovations at the football stadium here in Memphis, the old Liberty bowl. Um, So it's a, it's a, it's going to be a big day in Memphis sports on the 19th, that Tuesday, the 19th um, for, you know, in all regards. So, um, it's, it, and th that, I mean, there's a lot of excitement about this Memphis basketball team this year and what they've done so far. And 
the Clemson game this weekend that you mentioned, and then followed by the UVA game, are other than maybe the game they have against Florida Atlantic in league play, a rematch of the NCAA like the biggest home games on the schedule by far. And you, I, I, I could make the argument these two games will go a long way towards determining Memphis's seed in the NCAA tournament because of the realities of being in the American Athletic Conference. Memphis doesn't get that many opportunities like this. And so that's why they play, they've played like a ridiculously hard non-conference schedule, but they have to because the league just isn't that strong. Yeah, I was checking that out a little bit. They've, they've beaten Arkansas, Texas A&M, Michigan, VCU in overtime. And uh, lost to Ole Miss and Villanova. That's that's a murderer's row right there. Yeah, no, it's been they when they play Clemson uh, on Saturday, it will have been thirty days between home games for them for wow. Memphis. It's the longest a Memphis basketball team has gone between home games since the nineteen fifty one fifty two season. <laughs> it, it, we looked it up. It's the that season was in that road trip was the first time Memphis basketball ever took an airplane somewhere. <laughs> really? <apparently. laughs> yes. It's just it's wow. it's it's it's. But like this is, if you want to get a sense of what the reality is for Memphis basketball, like this is the reality in the league they're in. Like Florida Atlantic is going to be good this year, um, but with Houston gone, with Cincinnati gone. Uh, SMU's soon going to be gone. They lost Louisville ages ago, used to be a big rival for them. Like, this is what Penny Hardaway's decided, and I think he's right. Like, you got to – this. they got to do their heavy lifting. It's a lot like, honestly, Gonzaga 10 years ago, you know, where they would have to play these just – a monster of a non-conference schedule because they knew they weren't going to get a lot of big-time opportunities in non-conference – or in conference play. Um, and so that's the situation they're in. And, um, it's tough because it's essentially, you've got, you know, especially with Memphis, you know, Virginia's had transfers over the years and obviously the transfer portals change thing, but Memphis has Penny has really leaned into transfers. I mean, this year's team, I believe only, there's only two guys left back from last year's group. Um, basically everyone else is new. Um, and so they've had to come together really quickly. Because, you know, usually like teams in the ACC or the Big 12 or the Big East, like, you know, they can they can drop some games here early while they're figuring things out with all these new guys because of the modern era. And they can make up for it in conference play because there's a lot of big opportunities. Memphis doesn't have that luxury. And so they've had to come together quickly. And um, so far, you know, there's been some hiccups, you know, like the old – they probably should have won the Ole Miss game. That was a road game, but they probably should have won that one. They let that one slip away. Um, but, you know, they they just – they're coming off right now as we record this, a win at Texas A&M that was as impressive – it was the best they've looked all year. It was the most complete game they've played all year. Um, they and But they went in and beat a ranked Texas A&M team. Um, and, and, frankly – controlled the game the, the final score really isn't indicative like they won it was closer the final score was closer than it actually was like they controlled that game and so uh they they look to me right now this is penny hardaway's sixth season as head coach i believe they look as good as any team he's had maybe like right now they they feel like they're in a better spot i would say 
through 10 games than any team he's had. Um, maybe the year they had James Wiseman, um, because 10 games in, you still thought you were going to get James Wiseman back, even though he was sitting out. But obviously that year kind of went to hell. Um, and then the pan, both, both because of James Wiseman leaving and then also the pandemic hitting. But um, this, this looks like a, you know, certainly an NCAA tournament team, but also, you know, one of the narratives here in Memphis is Penny, you know, in Memphis with the history they have in basketball, coaches are judged on, you know, how often did you get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament or the second week of the NCAA tournament who, you know, sweet 16 appearances, you know, they've had three different final four teams here since the 1970s. Um, and so for Penny, one of the big narratives is, you know, he has not been, he has not advanced past the first week of the NCAA tournament. And this feels like a team that is capable of doing that. Yeah. It sounds like just a little bit I've read about him, but yeah, yeah, that Texas A&M game is a good uh, measuring stick for both programs. I think Virginia uh, had them in here a couple of weeks ago and and beat them pretty soundly as well. Yeah. Um, at that point, A&M was ranked pretty high. And uh, everybody was surprised that Virginia had its way with uh, with Buzz, uh, an old familiar face. But uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I think Virginia's kind of in the same boat in terms of, and maybe for the first time ever, they've had to go to the transfer portal heavily. He mm-hmm. one point last season, last spring, Mark, they uh, they were down to four guys mm-hmm. on the Virginia roster, which is really rare because they had some guys moved on, graduated, um, and then. I guess maybe three guys did that, and then some other guys transferred. So they were down to four people. One of those was uh, a spot held for Reese Bigman in case he decided mm. to come back, which he did. Yeah, uh, thank goodness for them. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been kind of a strange um, year in, in that respect for Virginia because they brought in all these new pieces, new faces, and they've had to blend together with what was coming back and so far they've done a pretty good job of it. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, they look pretty bad against Wisconsin. Uh, they got physically beat up in that game, but uh, they've been pretty good in all, in all their it, other contests. It, they're very similar. Like Memphis laid in at Memphis went to the Bahamas over Thanksgiving, beat Michigan and Arkansas, and then laid an egg against Villanova in the championship game, played a horrible first half and really was never in the game because of that. Um, but yeah, very, yeah, kind of similar that way too. They had, they had one real clunker on there so far. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's funny. I was with Penny a few weeks ago alone. Like you know, we were, I was doing a story with him and I was asking him like how this, I go, how did you, did you know Tony Bennett well, like when you guys played in the NBA, you know, cause they were playing in the NBA around the same time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, not really. Like I didn't know Tony <laughs> Bennett at all. Like not well at all, but I think he, Penny contra the, the, one of the misperceptions about Penny nationally as a coach is like, you remember him as a player and how flashy he was the little Penny stuff. And you know, all the highlights, whether it was with Shaq or just him, because he was such a dynamic offensive player. But as a coach, he is like a defense first coach. And I think this, I, I remember it from his first couple of years. Like, I think he really admires the way Virginia plays defense. 
Like, I, I think he admired, I, I think that, and I, the, the sense I got from Penny is that this was like, he wanted to go play. He wanted to get Virginia. And from my, what my understanding is he's been trying to get it for a couple years, this series. And finally, you know, the scheduling, you know, the dates worked out and all that. But I, I sense a real, uh, admiration for the way Virginia plays defense and how Tony coaches defense, Tony Bennett from Penny Hardaway. Um, Cause I, I figured they knew each other maybe from NBA stuff, but that's yeah. not what it was. It's, it was more, I, I, like I said, I think Penny has watched Penny has watched Virginia, like especially that national championship year. That was his first year as the head coach. And I think he watched that team and kind of admired the way they play defense. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then, because I believed in the Good Feet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet Store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Rackler Show. Wahoo wah. That was a great defensive team, for sure. Um, this one won't compare it to that one at this point it might eventually get there but they, they've got so many new guys trying to learn the pack line that it, it, uh, it holds them back a little bit but yeah i could see where that would be a, a mutual respect kind of thing now, where where he would want to see what it's like in real time <laughs> well, well what will be fascinating about this game when they play is it'll be a total contrast in styles i mean memphis is one of the fastest paced teams in the country they always are and while penny is defense first his defense is a hounding pressure like it's not 40 minutes of hell like nolan richardson but mm. honestly like at times it can be as close to it's the closest thing in the modern era to that at times um he does it more this team he has pressed less much like tony it's like he because there's so many new guys teaching the press has been a has been a process and so they haven't been great at it but in general they play you know like it's they're about creating turnovers and creating havoc and you know like uh, a little bit like that old you know not quite what vcu was with shaka but like in that same vein, like that is how they always play defense. They're switching every screen, all that stuff. Um, and then you've got on the other side, Virginia, who's, ju- you know, really good defensively in other in a completely opposite way where they're going to, you know, they're going to make you feel like you're in mud and they're going to, you know, you're going to have to hit outside tough outside shots. If you're, you know, they're not going to let you just get into the paint. And so, and they're going to want their, you know, the thing that's going to be interesting about this game is to, Typically, Tony Bennett coach teams don't get sped up. Um, even right. if someone wants to play at a fast tempo, they don't, you know, ultimately they're not going to let you do it. Um, and that's what this game's going to be about. If it's played at Virginia's tempo, if it's if it's in the 50s or 60s, I like Virginia's chances in the game. If you're talking 70s and 80s, I like Memphis's chances in the game. Yeah, no that's doubt. That's kind of how I look at it. No doubt. And um this is a little more athletic Virginia team than normal. They've got, they've got some guys who can 
run if they get the opportunity to. And he's essentially starting a three three guard, sometimes four guard lineup. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that kind of defensive pressure for sure. And, and then the wild card for Memphis right now, because this is Memphis, so things – it can all it's always crazy here with Memphis basketball. There's always something wild going on. So right now, the guy they brought in to be their starting center, Jordan Brown. He yeah. was he was the Lou Henson Award winner as the best mid-major player in the country last year at Louisiana. Well, things didn't go well the first five or six games. He looks like a bad fit a little bit. You know, he's more of like honestly, he would fit a lot better on a UVA. Like he's he playing up and down the court has not fit him well. He's a true back to the basket guy. And, you know, it just, it, it hadn't worked. They didn't necessarily want him to leave, but it feels it, he's mysteriously showed up. It, it was announced as sick a week ago and he's been sick since then. There's been some anonymous reporting that suggests that he's not sick. He's, you know, leaving the team. Um, Penny as of right now is still saying he's sick, but in the meantime, he took a commitment from Naquan Tomlin, the can the recently dismissed Kansas State center, um, right. and he's going to be he is eligible to play this season. The question wow. is, what game will be his first game? They have not yet officially announced the commitment. Penny has indicated, without specifically referencing Naquan Walton, that he won't be playing against Clemson on Saturday. I suspect he also won't play in the UVA game because it'll be too quick to like get him. He's got to finish. He's got to get his, I think Kansas state has to like send through his graduation because he graduated from Kansas state. And then he's got to be admitted to Memphis. And then, you know, you'd think he'd want to practice at least once with the team before you use them. Um, <laughs> but that is a wild card in this game. We're recording this on like a Thursday and by Tuesday, that's, that's a long ways off in the world of Memphis basketball. You could, there could be a chance Naquan Tomlin, who was a very good player mm. on that Kansas state team last year that went to the elite eight. Right. Will, like he is, he's coming here to be the starting center for Memphis. It's just a question of what game will he start as will will it begin his tenure as the starting center. Uh my guess is it won't be for this UVA game, but you never know. That's an interesting turn of events right there. Yeah. Um this David Jones guy must be pretty darn good though. He's averaging what 20 points a game. He's been so he's been the biggest kind of of the transfers like the guy I don't like he was good at St. John's last year. Like he was a pretty good player at St. John's last year. I don't think anyone expected what he's been so far. I mean, he put up 34 against Arkansas. He put up 36 the other day against Texas A&M. Um, he is one of those guys. Now he takes some shots where you're just like, oh my God. But like <laughs> he can just get hot and he's big. He's six six, and he can take it to the cup. He can shoot from three. Now he's a little streaky from there. Um, and he's, he's there. He's also leading them in rebounding. He's lead. He's their leading steals guy. I mean, he's playing as of right now, like an all American to be quite honest, um, wow. playing really well. And then the difference lately is Javon Quinterly, who you might remember was playing at Alabama the last few years, started at Villanova. He's 25 now. Um, wow. this is an old team, this Memphis team, the average age in the starting lineup is 23. 
This wow. is an old Memphis that, team. That's an old. 22 and change or something like that. That's All it. these guys playing for Memphis in the starting lineup are old guys who are in there. I mean, Caleb Mills is playing for this team. You got you have Virginia well, fans for Caleb Mills. Yeah. Um, and so he's coming off the bench for these guys right now. So, um, but Javon Quinterly, the point guard, has played really well the last couple games for them. Um, and when he's playing well, they look really good. When they lost to Ole Miss, he played pretty bad. Uh, when they lost to Villanova, he played pretty bad. And so he's been a little up and down. Um, and so, and then they've got um, Jaquan Walton, which he was Wichita State's leading scorer last year. He hasn't even really played that well yet this year, um, but he's another guy to to look out for offensively for them. Um, they've got a lot of guys who have played a lot of college basketball on this team, um, and and are you know it's uh, but Jones has been the biggest kind of revelation because I don't think anyone was expecting him to be to be the the dude he he has seemed he is so far this season um he can really fill it up he's just one of those guys who can fill it up okay that's six six it'll be interesting to see who virginia puts on him reese bigman or or maybe uh ryan dunn who's a little bit bigger but uh bigman usually gets the the number one score from the other team and he's mm -hmm. acc defensive player of the year so yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun matchup because I mean I do think be, if you're going by prospects like Memphis has a lot of really talented guys, really guys who played a lot of college basketball. I don't know if there's an NBA player on the team to be you know like there's a lot of guys who are going to make money playing basketball mm -hmm. on the on but frankly there's a lot of guys already making money playing basketball on, on Memphis's <laughs> roster uh, with NIL. Um, <laughs> But um, a lot of guys who are going to make a lot of money, like playing overseas and things like that. Um, but there's no one who's the prospect Beekman is on this team. Ultimately, um, most of them are fringe NBA guys. Your classic, really good college basketball players. And like, ultimately, you can put together a really good team with just a bunch of guys like Memphis has. Um, but Beekman, you know, at least based on like. Who's going to play in the? Who's an NBA prospect? Beekman is the is is going to be the best prospect in this game. Um, actually, actually, Ryan Dunn might be because he's yeah. already, he's already been projected as a potential lottery pick next year, and he's just oh, there you go. Starting, he's yeah. just starting his sophomore year, so yeah. So yeah. that 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 is the difference. Like Virginia does have some legitimate NBA guys, whereas I would not say like maybe David Jones. You know, like they'll be, you know, David Jones is going to play in the G League. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever play in the, you know, and, and maybe some of these guys will get cups of coffee in the NBA or whatever, but I don't think any of them project as draft picks on Memphis's roster right now. Yeah. That is an old roster, though. That, that's about as old a roster as I can remember in college basketball. Uh, yeah. It's, recent years. I mean, I mean, you got Quinterly's 25. Caleb Mills is, you know, been playing forever. This is his third school. Um, you know, uh, David Jones, this is his third school. Um, Jaquan Walton, this is his third school. Wow. Uh, um, Jordan Brown, he won't probably play, but this was his fourth school. Uh, may not be his last, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the weird thing about his situation is I don't think he can go transfer somewhere else. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like at eligibility and all that. So, wow. um, you know, and then they've got, you know, they, then, Penny's two sons are also on the team. 
Um, Ashton is the better of the two. He's a he's a he's a freshman, um, but he plays. Um, and he's a he's had some big shooting games. He's been a little you know typical freshman kind of here and there, but he can provide a spark with his shooting because he's a he doesn't have Penny's athleticism, but he has Penny's length and he's got Penny's IQ and he can really shoot it. Um, so he's, he's an interesting guy for down the line, but even this season, he's been pretty good for them. Um, and then, you know, down low, if they don't have Tomlin, by the time that game arrives, one area where they're a little deficient right now is with Jordan Brown, not playing. They don't have a lot of depth in the front court right now. Um, you know, and, and I think for instance, ahead of this Clemson game, there's some concern that PJ Hall will expose that when they play Clemson on Saturday, um, because they really only have two 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 actual bigs, um, you know, and one of them is like a six seven undersized big, Nick Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but top to bottom, it's a pretty good roster, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's two two like it's a tournament style type of game. Feels like a game you could see in the second round of the NCAA tournament is what it feels like. Um, That's what this one feels like, Virginia, Memphis. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big-time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the sportsman's bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hey, this is Rondé Barber, former Virginia Cavalier. Now, class of 2023, Pro Football Hall of Famer, you're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Yeah, that's that's what uh, we were thinking on this end. That it, it, it has all the appeal of a of an NCAA tournament game. I imagine the atmosphere and that uh, Memphis's arena is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, it'll be well. it'll be interesting. Like they're they're really. I think the atmosphere this Saturday against Clemson is going to be electric. Um, because it's their first home game in 30 days. They're really yeah. pumping it up. Uh, it's a Saturday afternoon game. Be interesting. If they beat Clemson, I mean, it'll be, you know, it, it does coincide, overlap with the jaw game, but the Grizzlies really stink right now record-wise. So, um, but, I, you know, it's a, it's an interesting atmosphere because you're playing in an NBA arena. You know, it's, it's right. you know, it's FedEx Forum. And, you know, they play where the Grizzlies play. Um, but it can get really loud in there. It's a tough place to play when there are a lot of people. And I expect there'll be a good crowd for that UVA game. Now, you know, it's not that much bigger than uh, JPJ. I mean, that seats what, like 14, 15,000 yeah. FedEx forum seats like 17, 18,000. So it's not that much bigger, so to speak. Um, but I think it'll be, I don't know. Has Virginia played a, a big road game so far? Not a true road game. Just they played in that Thanksgiving tournament uh, down in Florida. But uh, so this will probably be their first true road environment. Like this will this will be a pretty, you know, when this will be equivalent to an ACC road in terms of in terms of environment. I would say. You yeah, know, it's pretty. They're pretty passionate about the Tigers here in Memphis. For the, I mean, until the Grizzlies got here, this was the pro team in town. You right. know, and still 
for a lot of people, you know, the tiger, it is the, it is something that brings together the community in ways um, that, you know, transcend a lot of different dynamics in Memphis. I mean, frankly, tiger basketball is credited with post Martin Luther King getting assassinated here. That 72 73 team that went to the final four, like a lot of people credit that team that season with like, helping helping not heal wounds but like it was the it was really the first time the black and white communities in memphis came back together if you will after that after martin luther king jr was assassinated here like it was it has it has a lot of deep meaning in this city um tiger basketball does and that, that that's part of why penny's the coach honestly like he you know he's from memphis he doesn't need to be doing this um, but he's got, yeah. you know, he, he, he didn't need to be living in Memphis even, but he's chose to, because it, it, like there is a lot of pride in this place. Um, that is, you know, really endearing, honestly, frankly, it's part of why I've been here for as long as I've been here is that the people here, um, especially the sports fans, there's just a deep pride about their teams. Um, and they support, you know, even though Memphis has been left on the outside looking in and conference realignment and all this stuff, like, the passion and the, and the, uh, you know, they, you can feel it. I mean, like, heck, you can just see it in the way Memphis, you know, Memphis operates as, even though it's in the American Athletic Conference, you compare their budget, the basketball program's budget, it compares to anyone in the country. Like they, you know, basketball is, this is one of the few schools in the country that treats basketball, frankly, basketball is a higher priority than football at Memphis. Um, and yeah. so, um and and frankly, it's one of the few cities in the South where basketball is probably bigger than football. Um, and so, uh, and and the, I think there's a lot of excitement about this particular team too because of the way they've started this year. And I think there'll be a I think it'll be a really good environment on uh, for both these games, the Clemson and UVA games. That that speaks well of Penny, and I I, I think most people hold him in a pretty high regard and. Uh, I noticed just looking at some of your stuff that when he was suspended and and it was watching one of the games in a, in a bar and let you watch the game with him. I, I don't know a lot of coaches would do that. So, yeah, I I, I did not think he was going to let me do it either. I like yeah. I just asked it. It was like one of those, you know, hey, what's the worst he could do? Say no, you know. And then I I asked and he said yes. I was like, oh okay. Um, yeah, no, it was funny. He he watched at a sports bar. Uh, the three games he was suspended for. Look, he's made some mistakes. Um, you know, he's made, you know, like ultimately he was a, you know, when he first took the job, he was a, you know, even though he's not young, he was young in coaching years and like had never worked in a college program before. Like there's been some stuff that has happened very clearly. I mean, the Wiseman stuff was a total zoo. It totally, you know, like it just was, you know, the, and the way it was handled, you know, both, yeah, maybe it wasn't his fault. It was more administration fault, but like the fact that they had to go through that whole three year process when it probably could have been avoided if you just did what every other program would have done if a player was ruled ineligible, you know, whatever. But in terms of Memphis for this moment in time where the transfer portal and NIL are so important, like I just can't like are there better in game coaches than Penny? Prob yeah. Yeah, there probably are. You know, and he's getting better every year. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like where Memphis's position, I I can't imagine a better coach from like Memphis if could go get a better coach for them than Penny Hardaway. Like 
he yes there is a he, until he goes and wins in march that he is going to have to deal with the knock nationally of well he can go get players but like you know ultimately memphis can't really you know memphis will fall short you know they can't hold they don't they don't ultimately measure up against the elite on the court and you're seeing it frankly reflected in you know like memphis probably should be ranked and they're not um you know like given their resume like i don't know many teams that have won the number of like they've won at missouri at a and m at vcu beat michigan beat arkansas and their only two losses are a championship game in the bahamas to villanova and at ole miss and ole miss is undefeated right now um like sounds like a top 25 team yeah and so and like, but there, I think there is a certain bias, partly because of how the first few years went, where Penny was getting these high-profile recruiting classes, and then not doing anything or not doing what people thought he should be doing with them. And over the last two years, really since that Amani Bates year with Amani Bates and Jalen Duran two years ago, he made the conscious decision. Uh, you listen, I'll have a, a freshman here or a freshman there, but I'm going to go to the transfer portal and get these older veteran guys. And it's worked. Last year he had Kendrick Davis, and that team, you know, frankly is one bad bounce away from, you know, they beat Florida Atlantic in that NCAA tournament game. That could be them going to the Final Four with the way the bracket's set up. At yeah. the very least, they're probably going to the Sweet 16. Um, but unfortunately they, you know, they, they had a bad, tur- uh, one bad turnover cost them at the end of a game and, you know, they, uh, they lose the game. Um, but, um, I think if you, as you watch him, he's, he's definitely gotten better as a coach over the years. And I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, and I think for Memphis's purposes, probably the best kind of coach Memphis could have right now in this moment where like, you know what, every year. I'm not worried about Penny going and getting players. Like he's going to go get some guys. He's proven that. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately there's gotta be, there's a belief that, you know, he can, he'll get them over the top eventually in March. And then, you know, ultimately he's beloved here. I mean, he's, he's, you know, the prodigal son in a lot of ways in Memphis. Um, And so I've made the statement before. I don't think he'll ever get fired. It'll be like, he'll leave. He, you know, he'll he'll decide to leave or whatever. They, they won't fire Penny Hardaway. Uh, they fired Larry Finch back in 96, uh, who was Penny's coach, who played, who was the star of that 72-73 team that went to the championship, national championship game. They yep. fired it, and it's been looked upon as, like, a terrible, terrible decision just in terms of, like, he was a beloved figure. It just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. The university is some people have, ne- have not gotten over that to this day with the university. And so I, I suspect they won't repeat that same mis- that same move, if you will. So it's a situation where I think Penny's the coach as long as he wants to be. But I think for right now, he's also the best coach Memphis could possibly have. Yeah, he sounds seems like a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, it's, all he's got to do is, you know, it's March. He's got to. And the goal for this team this season has been the last two years. They've been playing really well at the end of the year. Last year, they beat Houston in the AAC tournament and won the championship. Yeah. Two years ago, they were, you know, they were playing really well at the end of the year. They had to play really well because of how bad they started to get into the tournament. And then 
You know, they gave Gonzaga all they could handle in the second round. But the reality was they were in the 8-9 game in the tournament. And it's like really, it's really hard to get to the second weekend from the 8-9 game. And the goal this season is to better position yourself for like a top six seed in the, you know, on Selection Sunday. Um, and I think, frankly, with the with the makeup of the AAC, to to get to guarantee to really feel good about that, I think you got to beat both Clemson and Virginia. Like you got, you know, like you got to have an overwhelming non-conference resume, and the way to do that is to win these two home games. And so that's kind of where, importance-wise, that's that's how important these games are for Memphis. Yeah, that that net rankings thing is. Uh... It seems a little rougher than the old RPI system that they used to use. But yeah, you yeah. got you got to have some impressive wins on your resume to 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 get any respect from the committee come March. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, that, that, you're right. That's a that's a huge, not really weekend, but sort of a four day span there for for mm -hmm. the Tigers. It's a big game for Virginia too. That it's going to be interesting. I, I know Tony likes to see all kinds of different teams uh and before the conference schedule really kicks in and uh he'll certainly get a a, a diverse look uh, out there at Memphis and, and a team that like you said that likes to run and likes to pressure and that's something that they haven't seen a lot of so um that'll probably help serve them well um once ACC play begins and they run into a couple of teams like that so yeah absolutely Big game for Virginia as well. And it uh, wouldn't hurt their resume either. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. No, I think the win will, I think Memphis is gonna be a very good team. Like they're gonna they're gonna run through conference play. Uh, yeah. Like they're gonna they're, they're gonna have a gaudy conference record, I would suspect. Um but they'll be a this will hold up certainly a road game. This will hold up as a quad one win if Virginia wins it, I would say. No question. Both ways, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, Mark, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day. I know you got a lot going on out there and um, it was great catching up with you and, and thanks for your insight, sharing your insight on, on the Tigers. Uh, I know our listeners will be keenly tuned into this to, to find out more about Memphis basketball. No, thank you for having me on. It was good to, good to catch up with you too. Cause uh, I, uh, I miss, I miss those days on the UVA Virginia tech beat when I was covering both for the posts. Those, yeah, were, great, those were great years. That, that, that was a fun time. It's uh, mm -hmm. things, things have thinned out in the media core uh, since then. So <laughs> yeah. we don't have the, uh, the connections that we used to. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Always appreciate you, man. All right. Yeah. And congrats on everything. The success with your site and everything. I'm, I'm really happy things are uh, rolling for you over at, uh, jerryratcliffe.com thank you brother i appreciate it we'll, we'll, we'll uh hopefully we'll run into you sometime on on the basketball trail this year well they're gonna they're gonna be there next year so maybe i'll i, I might i haven't been to charlottesville in too long and i got some family you know i i, I think i might uh, i might i might try and make it a priority to be in charlottesville next year i haven't been in too long i loved charlottesville when i was going there a lot so um they'll memphis they, they do the return trip next year so Maybe I'll be out there. I for thought that was a home and home. I wasn't sure, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, they'll be in Charlottesville next year. Great, great. Well, if we don't see you before then. We'll see you then. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thanks, Udi. All right, brother. Thank you so much.